Warning, guys, we're a spoiler-based podcast. We're going to be discussing the movies Love Isn't Enough, 10 Minutes, and Founders Keeper. Uh, if you haven't seen these movies, please check them out on Amazon, or you can rent those and watch those movies immediately because we have the director with us today. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Go45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Google Play, uh, Satchel, Stitcher, Spotify. You name it, we're there. Uh, today, Co45 is powered by... Propel Kiwi Strawberry Water because... I need to lay off the energy drinks for a little bit. <laughs> nice. And, and Crystal Light, Fruit Punch flavor. Nice. And I'm powered by Virgil's Root Beer, the most expensive root beer that I've ever wasted money on, and I regret every sip. You are now listening, listening to Call 45, 45, the only cold movie podcast, podcast that puts it on your, your chest. chest. So sit back, relax, pour up, and turn up. Yeah, welcome everybody to a special edition of Code 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by Random Randy Savage. <laughs> Folks, we got a special guest today. We uh, ran into this guy. He's, if you were watching us on Instagram, we ran into him at Palooza. He was pushing his brand new movie, uh, and there were four. And I was like, hey man, we got to link up, we got to talk, we got to do this. And he said yes. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... Let me introduce, number one, he's a motherfucking author of the book Weight of the World, Volume 1. Uh, he was a 2009 city council uh, guy. He ran, he ran for that, uh, for the, on the Democratic ticket. So you already know he belongs here with Code 45, he ran Democrat. This man has written and directed four goddamn movies. That is four movies, more than me and Randy have ever done in our entire lifetime. My Founders yep. Keeper, 10 Minutes, Love Isn't Enough, and there were four. He literally did the um fight choreography he's even done catering for the love of god you name it <laughs> he has fucking done it ladies and gentlemen without further ado saquon motherfucking jones what's going on man yo what's good randy what's good brandon yo first of all i'm glad that y'all i stopped y'all gave y'all some clothes at comic palooza y'all were homeless <laughs> oh. <laughs> And look what happened. I, I was presently surprised. I felt like I felt like y'all were Eddie Murphy in trading places, you know? Wow. And now Shortest interview ever. I felt like Gandalf. Gandalf. Wow. So I made it. So yo, thank you for but seriously, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Just the the fact that, you know. To, to, to minority-based comic book fans, you know what I mean? It's like four of us in the whole planet. Uh, well, there's a whole bunch of us. We're just, like, you know, spread throughout the galaxy. And to actually meet, you know, you two was, a, was an honor for me. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, I did a little bit of digging in your past and stuff just before we get started. Just so you know, the uh, that theme song that you heard for the show uh, is actually one of your frat brothers that made that. His name is Nameless Beats. He is an alumni of Kappa Alpha Psi. And um, the skin deep drop you heard, that little smooth R&B stuff. That's another one of your frat brothers uh, from Kappa Apple Psi. I pledged me, fi me. I'm not pretty enough to be a Kappa man for, for, for my hair is just normal <laughs> and, <laughs> and have no sheen to it at all. Your hair is like a stallion, like a stallion's mane. <laughs> Yo, I, you know what? We can't talk about hair because um, I'm, I'm going to be 42 in a couple of weeks. So I feel like if I look at it, look at it in its eyes or if I do anything wrong, it'll go away. So, 
you know, at my age, you just happy it's up there. You know, you just you know, happy about the yeah, headlines. You're right. Don't say anything to anger the follicle gods, okay? They, you Fair know, be like, mm-hmm. right, every so. haircut could be the last. Oh, man. Yeah, every, you, yeah, every haircut at this age, like, yo, uh, how much how much time do you got? It's like a, a you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave the, the main jokes out of it just, just so that we, <laughs> we keep it. Keep it cool. You know? <laughs> so, um, also, I forgot to mention that you uh, have a YouTube channel up, Life Would Say, where you have uh, a couple of uh, comedic shorts. Um, one, one is uh, entitled Life Would Say, where you are, uh, it's, a, it, it's your avatar. It's a gentleman uh, acting as you, being hounded by an invisible uh, entity known as child support. Yeah, that actually got me in the business. That, that, like, that was my first uh, web series, and just to give you your audience idea, um, you know, I, being, I play child support and like I just I have like eight more years left. And I was so mad that I had to pay it, that I had to find a way to channel my energy towards it. So I created Life With Say. And it's about, you know, child support being a living, breathing person that only say Saquon can see. Um, and, you know, if Saquon has a date. Child support is right there in his ear saying you can't go there. Child support is involved in all of his decision making. And I made it a comedy. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can, the system of child support can break a person. But I found a way to make it, you know, therapeutic and, and, and funny. So that's what that's what I was in. But thanks for watching that, man. That's a blast from the past right there. No, nah, shit was hilarious, man. Yeah. And um, currently you're doing uh, hashtag man listen. Which is kind of like yeah. a like a podcast kind of format with you and um the guy that was actually the main character to play Saquon, correct? And uh, yeah, yeah, I've known Dave Lester for for almost ten years. Um, he's been in he's been in, he's in in there before too. Uh, he plays a cop um in the uh, movie as well. But um, you know, man, listen, is you know, as African Americans, we um we have an apprehensive approach to mental health. Um, you know, we as black males especially are told to be hard and um, never show emotion and that yes. can wear on you know, like, you, you know, that can really wear on you. There's a, a term called weathering where, you know, all these outside forces constantly bombarding you, watching out for cops at your job, child support, you know, will erode your, your physical and mental health well-being, like literally erode it. Um, the same way water goes over a rock, it keeps eroding away the rock over time. So, we, we put man listen because it's Dave and I, we both are divorced males. We have child support. We, you know, we have to be able to find ways to confine in each other when, when our ego doesn't allow us to actually, you know, search, seek out professional therapy. We have to right. use our, right. we, we, we kind of want to teach our boys to be vulnerable and, um, and teach black men to be vulnerable and, and express themselves emotionally. Uh, so that we can get this shit out, because if we don't, man, you know, all of the stuff that we deal with society can literally break you. You know. Now, folks, I know, I know, I know what you heard it sounds very profound and and deep, but uh, the most recent <laughs> episode they had, they, they, <laughs> they were talking about <laughs> eating dogs off top in the zombie apocalypse if shit goes down. So the shit is fun, but they do, but like, like also on some real shit, they, they they do hit a lot of heavy issues. Um, um. But in a realistic way, not it's not preachy, it's not heavy handed. It's actually easy. Listen, like I, I burned through all the episodes of Man Hashtag Man Listen in like quick succession, not even feeling it, like not one piece. Like that's one thing that's really important with me. If I'm watching something and I don't feel time passing, it's a win. 
Now, yeah, now Dave is Dave is a comedian, so um, I used to do stand up back in the day too. So we find a way to make it light, you know. But we did talk about dog culture. Are you guys dog owners? Uh, nope. No, you, I used to have a yappy dog that I wasn't too fond of. It was uh, it was uh, belonged to my wife. <laughs> was not yeah, a fan. I, I, I told I told Dave, man, like I I I think that if you own a dog, you you probably will own a slave. So. I'm glad you guys aren't dog owners because then now I can speak freely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I eat, I eat Chinese food on a regular. I'm sure. I'm sure I dined on a dog at least twice or three times, bro. Like for real, for real. Shout out All to right. Tammy Chan's. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask though, cause I I gotta go way back before the process, before the Dominican barber got to your hair. I gotta talk about <laughs> where did you like like how did you get into politics and how did politics like transfer into you being a writer director like like what happened with that well my undergrad is history and political science so i went to school to be a teacher to teach you know government and history social social sciences um the i went um my 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 process was i grew up in queensbridge projects so growing up in queensbridge i'm not gonna i'm not one of those i i, I think that we have to stop you know um expressing detriment in our situations you know i but what made me want to be a teacher was crack cocaine came out in the late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, a lot of it hit our neighborhoods, you know, based on the CIA dumping it, the government dumping it in our communities. So a lot of the babies that we had were addicted to crack cocaine. And um, when, I, got, when I, I did a calculation that when I graduated from college, a lot of those crack addicted babies would be, you know, hitting high school at the time I graduated from college. Wow. So what better way to 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 reach them than to teach so i went to school to be a teacher but i was always politically active um i worked on al gore's campaign uh bill clinton's bill, bill clinton's re-election campaign al gore's first run against bush john kerry and then um i just was always politically active the way that we're going to change this thing is through legislation i mean the marching is absolutely fantastic i've been a part of a number of marches but um legislation and political action has always been my passion so I felt that at the time, you know, I had enough experience. Obama had just won, so it was I, my 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 background is political science. So it was time for me to go out there and and, and take a run at it. Um, and I came in third. Uh, it was my first run. I came in third. Um, the incumbent he actually won because Bloomberg had overturned term limits. So, mm. you know, story short, I've always been politically active, and I and I and I beg my people to be politically active. But you know, it's kind of hard when some people openly admit that the first time they vote was when Obama was running and that's not how we're going to change yeah, this thing. Man. Yeah, that, that, that real talk that drives me up the damn wall because I remember um, yeah. for the longest for the longest um, that was always like a legit issue and I was like dude like like even even when it was like you know there was no Obama I was like I'm still going to vote because you know ancestors got killed just trying to do it so even if it's like even if it meant nothing just the fact that I could do it and live I'm going to do it for me, it was more like I got I went through a whole couple of years of just like hearing all the craziness and nonsense. And like I was like, if you don't vote, you can't complain. So I was like, all right, fine. The next time I'm going to vote, and I'm going to complain like a mug. Like, so. And you should, though, because, you know, people are realizing that they like, you know, people, like, you know, especially in, in we're, we're coming around now. We have a lot of black candidates. You know, Stacey Abrams just won. The Democratic nomination for Georgia. We have a ton of 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 of, of hardcore people who realize that politics is very uh, important, and that's where it all comes to a head. Especially now that you know, even when you vote for just president, um, in in Texas, you have a number of sheriff um, 
sheriff appointments that are voted on, and these sheriffs, like you know Joe Apio in, in Arizona, Ugh. have been have have tormented minorities. You know what I mean? And he he has like you know that's a local election, and look how much damage that man has done mm-hmm. within his community. And we we're sitting back and we're looking at you know president not realizing that these lower offices are killing us, like literally and figuratively killing us, and we have to be a part of it. So I felt that it was time for me to run for office in uh, 2009. Um, I lost the race, and then um, I just got this. I was I was pissed because I lost the race, and I was 35, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be rich. I'll, I'll always do well working for people because I have an MBA in finance. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be rich working for people. You know what I mean? I'll do well. And I played football in college. And you know what I mean? I wasn't going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a box. Then I wasn't going to be a football player, a boxer. So I had to figure out what I needed to do to be passionate or make money through passion. And since I was a little kid, I've always loved movies and writing. And as minorities, we kind of get our creativity beat out of us, which is why I connected with you guys so so easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you see somebody as black people, you you and they're in comic books, and it's like almost this holy sm- holy smoke, like you you are in this, you know. So um, I just decided to go for it. I, I looked up the how much the um, the equipment was like ten thousand dollars for like two cameras, and I was like, shit, what am I gonna do? But then I, I so I so I put it on the back burner, and I opened up my horoscope the next day, literally the next day, Brandon and Randy. And the horoscope said, today is not the day to second guess investing in yourself. And I felt like Jesus was talking to me. So that's when I went from politics to get the the movie bug out of me. And then I just went and bought the equipment. And here I am talking to to you two fine fellows. (laughs) So you took a step down. I apologize. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry it was such a failure. I mean, I Googled, I Googled y'all and said, talk to Randy and Brandon and you'll get a threesome. So that's why I'm here. So. <laughs> I took down that Christmas post. Whatever. You got a good ass horoscope. Jesus Christ. Do you actually have any kind of mentors or people you look towards now that now, like when you're thinking about projects or trying to push forward or anything like that? No, nah, man. Fuck people at this point. You know what I mean? You just got to go. <laughs> If you listen to people, man, you will be stuck, seriously. And I'm not saying that there's no value in mentorship. I provide mentorship and I I'm, 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 I look for mentorship. But when you don't know nothing, especially I knew nothing about the film industry. You know what I mean? I just knew I love movies and I love to write. And I was like, you know, everybody, everybody of substance that I can reach out to is going to be like, yo, go back to school. I'm like, I'm 35. I can't go back to school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing that. So, no, just don't listen to nobody. Just go out and fucking do it. Like, that's it. And I'm not even successful, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not at the success point that I want to be at. I've done projects, mm-hmm. but I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm happy doing what I'm happy being self-taught. So, and that's nothing that somebody else could provide for me. So that would be my advice for somebody. Yeah, just do it. Wait, so you say you were self-taught. So that means you you uh, you didn't do film school? You just, like, you literally just did this? I just went and I looked on nofilmstool.com. I looked at YouTube videos, how, I, you know what I mean? I, I went on Celtex to write scripts, and that was it, man. Like When I did the auditions, no one knew that I had no experience. You know what I mean? Like, I had to be able to fake this shit, you know what I mean? Right. Until 
Yeah, been, that sounds about right. You know, like, <laughs> I had to literally seem confident, like when I was providing people with direction. I had found this keeper. I wouldn't say love is enough is a good thing for me to tell somebody because love is enough. Dave and Sim, I knew them from doing stand up. You know what I mean? So there was this this comfortability to them. But when I did the Founders Keeper, um, I had to I had to go out and get actors. You know what I mean? It wasn't the greatest of production, but I had to go out and convince these people that we I couldn't pay them, but you know that this project was going to give you. I knew what I was doing, and I really had no clue what I was doing. So. I just went and read and watched and read and watched and then did a casting call and then that was it. Just like, fuck it, let's do it. So, Man, it's making me feel real bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I squandered so many years so far because you just walked into, like, random, like, casting. Like, hey, I want to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, just, that was it. I went on Mandy.com and, and, and yeah. I used, like, that was it, man. I was just like, yo, casting for a black dude who was in a fraternity killing members of his own frat who do not adhere to the fraternity's guidelines. And I got a whole bunch of people who just hit me up. The crazy thing is, is that I had one, I had more than enough dudes to be in it, but I only had, and I had like 20 women or actresses to, 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 to answer the casting call, but only one showed up. And her name was, no, that's fair. And that's about right. (laughs) So I didn't know. But this is the thing, right? So Kalima, she runs the screening room in Atlanta. She's really thorough, you know what I mean? And the only reason why she did the did it is because she's like, oh, his name is Saquon. Nobody's gonna come up to him. So let me just let me just go to this audition. Pity on you is like, ah, whatever. I got an afternoon free. <laughs> because she and I have a fantastic relationship now, and she's in she's she plays Kathy in the in there with four. Yes. Um, so you know she and I talk, but I had to let her know that I had to be confident so that she didn't know that she was the only one. So no matter how trashy she was, <laughs> she was gonna be picked. That same like we had that same situation. You're just like. Nah, I don't think you're good enough. Oh, please, maybe it's just let anybody else show up, please. <laughs> so I was, there was no, it was, she was the only one that showed up, and I was like, you know what, I gotta, I, I gotta make it look, I gotta be confident enough so that she thinks that other people want the part, but really nobody else is there, and it just worked out magically, man. That's it. it was, I'm just okay. So I'm gonna get like super nerdy now. So. How did you, did you find backers? Did you find like dentists or like doctors or something like that? Or just... that, was, that was all my money. I just, I had, I had. It was a, all just you? Every, every film I found in some of my own. Um, I go to, I, but the last two films, I've, I've, because of the first two films in child support, I've been able to get people who see that um, I'll actually finish a product, right? So you 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 can get as long people will work with you as long as you finish your project. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Most people are actresses or actors, they go in these sets and they go in these auditions and they film and then nothing comes up, but people know that you have a finished product. So for the last two movies I was able to raise um some I was able to raise money for Love Isn't Enough oh. and for but for the first three, they were all my funds. And you know what I mean? Amazon uh, pays, but they recently took their rates down. So now you just got to just hope that, you know, you get into film festivals like Comic Palooza and you get exposure and go from there, you know? Right. 
So let me you know I'm taking notes right now. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, we black, man. If I, yeah. I, I'm not, if I can't get, if I can't guide you to the right way, then I'm useless, bro. So if I'm guiding you to success, then you you owe it to somebody else black to do it too. Oh, thank you. Appreciate right. it. So let me Randy, are you, are, you Randy? are you black, Randy? I don't know if you like. You look a little. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I, so I I'm tell so people like, I'm like a coconut. Are <laughs> <laughs> you like? But you, I know you shine. I didn't know if you were from like New Zealand or something. You're a big dude. <laughs> this is, right? this is, yeah, everyone <laughs> seems to think I'm like Samoan. Yes. I, don't know why. I didn't know if you was a wild Samoan. Or... <laughs> I'm not from Moana. <laughs> I didn't know if you was King King Tataka. Um, from the WWE's brother or something like that, you know? Yeah, so, Rikishi, you're going to go, like, going to have a uh, tag team match later. Yes, Rikishi. That's it. King Rikishi. Yeah, yeah, that's old school right there. But are you, what are you, man? What are you? Oh, oh I'm a, a Blexican, a black Mexican. Oh, I, yeah, I figured you were something mixed up, like, oh, like, like, you, like you and I. I'm half black, too, but I'm Indian. Like, oh. my dad is from Trinidad, but he's from, like, India, Indian. You know what I mean? So... We're in the same boat. That's cool. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Shout out to the uh, indiscriminate race guys. <laughs> I'm mixed with slave and Negro. That's a, just darkness. Darkness. But, um, yeah. No black. Right. Um, so let's let, let's dive into to, to that first movie you did, uh, Founders Keeper. Wasn't I expecting it to be a horror film? Because like uh, my introduction to you, because uh, I didn't get to see, it, and then we were, uh, and then uh, and there were four. I didn't get to see it at Common Palooza, so I saw Love Isn't Enough first, which was like a straight up drama, and then I found out that you did these two horror movies. And mm-hmm. what what possessed you to have uh, that subject material and for that to be a horror movie? Like, what what drove you to to kind of come up with that creation? Because you wrote and directed this, so like, what what, what was your inspiration um, behind uh, Founders Keeper? And I and then I, the follow up question is: You got to tell me about this boy Shatner, uh, who is like <laughs> who is like your Denzel to your to your to your Scott. So everything. Yeah, he, he's I, that's a, so if as as black men. Um, you know, if you're going to do a project, you have to be able to have somebody. Um, I did some research, and hopefully, guys, you guys are into movies. You'll see this too. So, Hollywood actors and directors—they um, don't make it into the industry based off of talent, right? So, what they make it is that Tarantino always had like Samuel Jackson from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Martin Scorsese always had, I think, Robert De Niro from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? So these act. So then, when you start to do the research on how white directors and white actors are famous in Hollywood, when you go further to, so go to Steven Spielberg. Go to, they have one actor that they sort of build their franchise around. Mm. You know. Mm. And you'll see, I was, so then when I did the research, because all I do is read and, and, and research and stuff like that. So when I did the research, I was like, yo, Samuel Jackson's not famous because he's talented. I mean, obviously that's big, but there's a whole bunch of talented people. But Samuel Jackson is talented, is, is famous because he believed in Quentin Tarantino. You know what I mean? Right. Robert De Niro is famous right. because he believed in Martin Scorsese and vice versa. So whatever film they were in, they were like, come. So, but we as, you know, minority filmmakers, if that one film doesn't make it, then we totally kind of disregard our base. You know what I mean? Mm. So when I did my reading, I was like, yo, Shadna, 
Um, Shanna actually, he, I met him um, while I was campaigning uh, for city council. I found out he was an actor. Mm. And um, when he, when I was like, he lived like two blocks from me. And so I said, yo, I met him when I said, man, I'm going to build my franchise around you. So every movie I'm doing, I'm writing specifically for you. So that if you make it, I get there. If I make it, you get there. Um, but we go if we make it together, that's what it is. So he's just the franchise, you know what I mean? Um, he's talented. That's my brother. And no matter what, I'm always going to make him the star um, until I make it. So, you know, it just so happened that his talent matches my 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 intent. But, you know what I mean? Um to get, uh, let me, well, let me go back to answering your question. So the Founders Keeper, the motivation came from, um, as you said, I'm in a, I'm in a fraternity um, in Kappa Alpha Psi. Uh, sometimes, you know, grown men don't see eye to eye. So right. I, got into a yep. I got into a disagreement with a frat brother and I was so pissed that I was like, I just want to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> like I literally said that in my head and I, mm. I, I, I I really felt like I wanted to kill him. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to say it out loud, but that was my motivation. Right. And I was like, I can't, really, I can't kill him. But what I can do is I can write a story about a man in a frat killing other, killing members of his frat. You know what I mean? Oh man, I already got, I have one of these in the can. <laughs> <laughs> so I started. I, I was like, you know, I was so mad at the dude, and then I just wrote the founders keeper because I'm in a fraternity. So there's certain things that I'm privy to right. they're not movie but I, I knew enough to to be there and then i was pissed because as soon as i wrote the movie and then fucking burning sands came out you know what i mean i found out about burning sands and mm-hmm. so but that one was you know that's where the motivation came from but i couldn't make it just about serial killing so i had to put i had to make it like a love story too where um you know he loved this woman she was in a sorority so he's killing her right she doesn't think he doesn't think she loves her sorority the same way he loves his frat. But then he finds out that she's pregnant, and um, now he's trying to get her to forgive him for killing her or try attempting to kill her. So the drama plays out on how he got this way and going from that that portion on. So that was the motivation there. Yeah, I, um, that's crazy. I, I actually I actually enjoyed it when I when I watched it because uh, it was really. Just, yeah. <laughs> The story, the production value didn't look at it like, oh, well, so this, like, uh, okay, look, like I'm a what? jerk, but I'm not a fucking asshole, man. Like, just, <laughs> look, how how dare this motherfucker just try to do shit? Like, let me. <laughs> I know, like, how dare this independent filmmaker not have quality production? Meanwhile, right. my my bank account is fucking famished. I'm sitting here trying. Nah, there's no way. It's just it's like. Like I said, if you you need to go look at our shit on YouTube, and you'll you'll understand why why I was so understanding. But um. Just uh, I, I have why Brandon. I, I'm a little kind of like you know. I have my I have my fighting. I have my 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 my, my brass knuckles ready. You know, like I I've heard you guys on YouTube. I was expecting. Oh, we're still going to talk about about, about and, and there were four. Oh. Like oh yeah, <laughs> I had a couple brass knuckles. I, I got a little cuddly right now. Oh, it's so coming. Yeah, no, no. We're, this, this is a false sense of security. I'm, I'm trying to lull you. Yeah, lolly into this ass whooping, but not like a. <laughs> but no, no, like like we're real talk, like like the um the way that the way that like I saw the trailer first, cause I was like, oh, okay, he did other movies, so I was gonna let me watch the trailer and just get the gist of it, and I was like, okay, now nah, I, I gotta I gotta rent this shit, I gotta I gotta see it, and um I I I liked I liked what you did with it, I wouldn't have um I wouldn't have revealed that he was a killer so quick. 
Like I would probably have like a, <laughs> the only thing that cracked me up. He was on a hair trigger. He been ready to kill somebody because like he, uh, <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys got murdered because he um he got the jacket before the guy like went into the coat check because he's a he's the president and like he he's supposed to go first and he kind of like <laughs> like nutted up on him like hey man I know you're president and shit but I'm getting my damn jacket. He died for that. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. <laughs> I know it's a principal thing, but I was like, he is on a hair trigger. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little more than that. Like in a fraternity, I'm, I'm, let me give you a cliff note. Please, if, um, please. If I, if I pledge before you, you know, there's this hierarchy within frat life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I pledge before you, then I go first. You know what I mean? If I pledge for, before you, you know, you have to show me deference, you know? So he didn't show the dude deference. So that's kind of big. It's almost like, it's almost like your son telling you what you're going to, not your son. I mean, the son is a little bit. I was like, that's an ass woman. That's just yeah. throat yeah, yeah. But it's almost, it's, 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 it's not, it's not son level, but it's like your little brother. Yeah. A little brother would be more accurate. So if your little brother goes, um, you tell your little brother to do something, he like, you know what, fuck you, I ain't doing it. You know what I mean? You, I got you, I got you. Right. I got you. So that, in the frat life, for him to do that is just disrespectful, you know what I mean? So that's why he, he got killed because he skipped him, obviously. Your, 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 your interpretation was accurate. It was just a little deeper than that. I like <laughs> it just it was it was fun, it, it was funny to me only because like I thought it was gonna be uh well he, it, it still it still was that guy's fight was swinging on him though because he didn't because he was trying to go get his wallet and the guy swung on him he's like oh you want you want box me I was like well he he did deserve it then but it was another guy who um <laughs> it was another guy who uh didn't answer one of the questions right because you like you know like it, it's a lot of um inside questions inside stuff that goes on between frats and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was the the Josh thing. He was like, "Hey man, so you seen Josh?" And he's like, "What? What, what is that?" And it was a it was an acronym for something. And he screwed it up. And I was like, when I saw when, when I saw when I saw the character uh, Sean walk away, I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna jack this dude up." And sure enough, Cobra Clutch, and I'm rolling, dog. Cause I'm just like, he, he, it's like he was you man i would never want to meet that guy because like I'll, I'll be probably the best member ever and i'll just like sneeze wrong or something and i'm gone i'm I'm in the trunk and i'm getting murdered man but it was the, the the fact that he was on such a hair trigger was funny like the only the only uh like funny critique i had is like i could tell he was channeling um super upset denzel yeah he was yeah definitely yeah <laughs> but it was <laughs> yo man i absolutely loved we, I love that movie. Like, I love it, man. Like, if, but when I wrote it, I was just so eager. I actually had in my head that Will Smith would play Sean Johnson and, um, and Shatner would actually play the frat brother who was, you know, his boy in the end, you know what I mean? Helping him and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, I felt there was a good twist. I wish that I'm, I'm definitely going to go back to that. You oh, you know? have to, you have to. Yeah. Do a part two and, and go from there. So um that was just a great that was great man you go ahead you start i'm just reminiscing as i reflect on my greatness yeah just get just, 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 just yeah. punched in the chest false security all the slave so um I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a glance over 10 minutes because i didn't get a chance to finish it which i'm really mad about because i had something to, uh something that got in my way but um the beginning of it i liked it because it's a uh, it's kind of like i'm assuming saw was kind of your inspiration in a weird way like a isolated one room uh kind of like box movie 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was more because um, I needed to be better at directing. So I took the best actors out of India. I mean, out of the founders keeper, the ones who I had a relationship with, mm-hmm. who I and and I put them. I we I put them in a room because I needed to be better at giving directions. Direction. So when I did founders keeper, th- there was a huge cast. You know what I mean? For your first one, it was like. 50 almost 60 people in the movie yeah yeah right. in the room and I and, and I and that being my first time I wasn't able to give director talk you know what I mean I wasn't able to um convey my directions confidently because I did not know I, I knew jargon you know what I mean I knew right. I knew I wanted but I didn't know how to convey it to a large crowd you know what I mean mm-hmm. I didn't know how to to tell my DP what to do without, I had to tell my DP what to do. I had to cook. You know what I'm saying? I had to. Yeah, you did um, catering for the fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, damn. So when you first start, like I was making pasta and cooking, finding locations. Time out, so time out. Was, when you say pasta, you, were you making ramen for everybody? You was getting everybody ramen? No, no, no. Like, it was spaghetti, man. It was spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah, it was the spread. You know what I mean? Like it's your first time, so you want people to come back. You want to feed them. You weren't. I wasn't paying anybody, so the least I can do was to get food and stuff like that. So, but the reason why I put it in the room um, was because I needed to get better at directing, mm-hmm. and it was easier for me to direct a crew and to direct the actors in a in a confined space, so that I was better at it. So when I went to Love Isn't Enough. I was when I'm dealing with like people I absolutely don't know, you know, a whole cast of white people and um, dealing with another a, a full cast, a, a full crew. I had to be able to know what I was talking about so I can be confident. So, Ten Minutes was a I love Ten Minutes too, but it was a learning movie so that I'm better at giving direction because if it's fifty people in the room and and everybody's looking to you for answers and you don't have a, you know, it's just you, you can get overwhelmed. And I got overwhelmed with Founders Keeper. Um, so I had to, I had to condense it. So, and then I was, that's, that's the reason why 10 minutes took play because in the room. So it was saw that was definitely my motivation. Um, that's a good catch, but it was more for, it was saw with, uh, with, um, with a teacher, you know what I mean? With, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. Right. Cause like, was, cause, uh, cause, cause we're already didn't get a chance to see it yet, but like, I liked how you had, um, Shatner as the, the the uppity Negro, and uh, <laughs> and the other guy who was um because because he was the one that had like a really good interaction um he was the was 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 he the one that dropped out of the line in Founders Keepers? Yeah, he dropped yeah. line. Yeah, he okay. um their interaction like 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 we say you got the best actors. I completely agree with you because that was like that was the most compelling scene was their argument in the back and forth when he was held captive to be killed. Like, like their, their argument, um, he was like, I got kids. He's like, fuck your kids. Like, like that whole interaction. And I could tell Shatner, like, uh, uh, level went up because of what that guy was giving him. So like yeah. to see them together in 10, 10, uh, 10 minutes, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be dope. And for, uh, their back and forth was, uh, just awesome. And I loved how just shitty Shatner's character was. Cause all he did, uh, Randy was just like, like, cause they were back to back, um, um, mm-hmm. um, tied, tied to chairs and like in the, in the initial uh, kerfuffle and shit, like he rubs the back of his head, like with the back of his head, and he felt the texture of it. And it's like a dude, you know, like 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 a brother with like the um, 
you know, with the mohawk. Like a fro. Yeah, like, like a fro. Right. Like a fro. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. he's like, I can tell by the texture of your hair what kind of person you are. Like literally, like shitting on him. And he did like, like I love, I love that you wrote the, um, the uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Richard Sherman uh, uh, dichotomy. You're like, like between, between like, mm-hmm. like, like the the two different types of black dudes. And for him to go that route, like. I was like, where is he going with this? Because they're in a dire situation. But I was like, fuck it. I want I want this conversation to happen. And I, I can't wait to finish this. But it is brutal. Like, it's still a horror movie. <laughs> it's, Jesus. It's, yeah, no. You know what's crazy about that, Brandon, is that black people hate that movie. But what? white people love that movie. You know what I mean? Like, because we're, it's crazy because it got accepted to film festivals, too. But everybody who's white who watched it loved it because it helped them connect to the inner struggles that we have as black people. You know what I mean? Like like the uppity Negro who 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 you know what I mean? He's he's just as militant or just as pro black, but he looks a different way. And you have the other Negro who's a business owner, but he and and he's his he's he's he you know he went to jail, he's a business owner, but he's like, you know what, fuck what white people think. You know what I mean? I'm gonna look the way I wanna look. And it's that inner struggle. How do you get the cops from killing you if you got on a business suit um, and, 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 your, and your brother has his pants off his ass? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that, so white people who watched the movie were, were fascinated by the dynamic that you can be, that black people can be business owners and extra smart and look completely different. You know what I mean? They could have the same high bank account but then look completely different you know what i mean so mm-hmm. but when, when 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 black people tell me about the movie and i'm not saying like i'm not black i'm black but when i when my black when black people hit me up on a the movie they get mad they're like yo all he had to do was just you know get up and break the tape you know what i mean it's oh just, god yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not it's a, like you're missing the point yeah you no. know what i mean like, so they have the same thoughts too they just passed through my head but it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you like, all you gotta do is just get up and 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 bite the tape, and then that's yeah, it. But then yeah. I'm like, if you do that, then there's no movie. Then you have to like, we have a less. And the great thing about comic books, and I and I felt good about going to Comic Palooza, is that when minorities and people who we and the great thing about comic books, period, is that we suspend our disbelief a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When you when you're so hard, like when we grow up as black people in this country. We don't have time for fictitious thinking. You know what I mean? We don't have time. Like the, the minute you start to think about Wakanda, you know, you get pulled over a copy by a cop and you dead. You know what I mean? Right. So we don't have a lot of time for imagination. So when we look at movies, you know, we look at it with the realism of it. You know what I mean? Like Black Panther's fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we were looking at it like 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 we knew T'Challa personally. You know what I mean? Like like he didn't take a herb that made him super strength. You know what I mean? Like he was not like we looked at Wakanda like it was real. We don't suspend our belief when we see our people on 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 in film, and that's 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 a that's a tragedy. You know what I mean? So that's the reason. That's the difference between white and black people when they watch that movie. White people. Suspend their disbelief when they want to, and I'm not saying that they're better. No, 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 no. I, I, no. I get what you're saying. You're saying because basically what it was, it was a high stress situation that if black people were in there, they got to figure out how to get the fuck out of there, not have a conversation. They're like, I don't like right. this because I'd have, I'd have broke my arms, wiggled out of there, and got the fuck out. Like, yeah, well then, yeah. but Saquon's not directing Nike commercials. He's trying to do a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So then that's what it is. So when you get an all black class, like we and we have to. 
as and that's that makes it hard for a black director because um you have to uh you know you got to find a way to convince black people and that's tough man that's that's great and tough you know what i mean like that's a really big feat to do. And the only thing we seem to suspend our disbelief to is when we watch these bullshit movies about us being on a corner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. that's the terrible. Yo, Randy, let me just give you one bit of, ex- um, one more bit of advice. So, Brandon, you too. Um, I'm going to just I'm gonna rewind back to Founders Keeper real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do my research, right? I saw this, I saw this, this video. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have done or are looking to do filming, but when you did, but keep this in mind, right? Okay. When when first time filmmakers or independent filmmakers start a movie, they do a movie that fits a broad audience, and you can't do that because we don't have the budgets mm-hmm. to meet to right. reach a broad audience. So the reason why I started off with the frat movie first was because I am in a frat, so I can. I was able to connect directly to a core audience. You understand? So I was I was able to I was able to promote the movie to sororities and fraternities. I had direct access, like I can touch these people. You know? Yeah, so right. when you the reason why I did the first one was Founders Keep is because I so when you do your first movie, do not write you have to you have to handcuff your writing. So that you can fit five specific people, you know what I mean, instead of twenty-five different people. So if you if you have if you and Brandon are doing this movie about a black superhero, you have to be a black superhero who pays child support. You know what I mean? Because because right. right. <laughs> Brandon, you know people who pay child support. You know me. You you can you can literally go, you'll say you pay child support. Look at my superhero that pays child that that pays child support while saving the day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You, so if you and Randy, if you know somebody, you gotta you gotta you gotta handcuff your writing so that when you say, you know, I wanna write a movie about a dude with black jeans and you in a group and y'all meet every Wednesday and all of y'all wear black jeans that is your. That's what your first movie has to be about. You know what I mean. And I was able to make a lot of connections through that movie because I was able to touch people directly. Like if I did, mm-hmm. if I did, if I did, love isn't enough. I wouldn't have been. If I, if that was my first one, I wouldn't have been able to get the get the money that I got from it because, you know, I I didn't. I, you know, I got a good white circle, but I don't know enough people to to touch personally white i didn't know enough people who could look at this movie about interracial dating and be like hey just look at this movie you understand so i don't want to talk i don't want to be long-winded no i don't no bro it's a podcast this is what it's all about it's all right man you're good it's all it's all good stuff i'm getting there yeah when you do your movie it has to be specific you're going to be pissed at writing your first one being handcuffed you're going to be pissed but you have to write it in a way where you can physically touch people like I went to Comic Palooza to give out those cards because I could physically touch these people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what the story has to do in order for us to be successful. So, because you because you brought up uh, love isn't enough. So let's 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 go ahead and transfer over to that. So this one is um big jump as far as production is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and now now that now I understand because like uh one of my biggest gripes for that movie was like man, it's a lot of tracking shots, like a lot of just like we walking. I'm rolling with them. We're getting through, but because you have it now, and it fucking looks great. So now I understand why you're doing it. Because <laughs> like, um, there's a lot of walking, 
in that movie. Yeah, a lot yeah. of walking. But it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I finished the movie in less than forty minutes because I cut out all the walking. Oh. <laughs> yo, I, yo, that's, right, now, that's, now the gloves are coming off. I'm sorry, so come on, get ready. Put your hands no, up. No, no, forty-five seconds of fighting. Here we go. I've heard that, and it's all it's all from black people. So that's you know that's that's that's. And, but let me tell you why though, right? Yeah. In the movies, the walking is the city is a character. You know what I mean? So yeah, when I knew that answer was coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was so expecting the Marvel answer. Well, New York is the character that it was the, though the I mean, feature, and I was like. Yeah. In his, in his right. defense, in his defense, I will say yes. I I, I will say I will I, like I did I did get the sense of that, but I was um. I get it, but we we actually filmed. It was the marathon was that day. We right. filmed marathon. We 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 went over the bridge. We walked the bridge. Like 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 you you. I, what I wanted to do was to make somebody go. Yo, I want to come to that city. You know what I'm saying? I want to when I come there with my girl. I want to walk the Williamsburg Bridge because it's so awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what that's you know. Sometimes you just gotta just like enjoy life, and and I, and that's what I did with those scenes when they're walking. You know, you just want to enjoy life. You just want to just have quiet time where you can just enjoy it. You know what I mean? So that was right. it. Fair enough. But 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 on the subject of the movie, um, I liked how it opened. Uh, it was in the Black Lives Matter rally. You had a uh, you had our boy Shatner yet again with mm-hmm. uh, with his uh, biracial son, and um, he put him in a Black Lives Matter shirt. And he came home, and he has a uh, white wife, and she had a possible issue with the shirt. And then we get into the, the, the crux of the movie. So I got to ask you, because, like, uh, where, where, was, where was your inspiration from this one? Because I'm assuming you, you dabbled in, 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 the, in the white woman. <laughs> yeah, no, in the white cake. <laughs> no, that movie was that movie was was solely based on my interaction with white women. That was it. I mean, some of it was embellished. You know what I mean? Um, but that movie was uh, my my recollection of swirling. So yeah, the laughter is completely that. You know what? That should be the like the official like like written down uh, term for it. Swirling. That is. <laughs> It just sounds whimsical, man. It, it don't sound as yeah. bad. <laughs> interracial dating versus swirling. Swirling sounds more fun. It don't like interracial sounds yeah. so so <laughs> mean. Interracial definitely takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> 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 baby, I'm just swirling. Baby. Unless, that's porn, unless that's your porn, um, your porn keywords, then it's different, you know. No, usually it's just big black cock. But Jesus, okay, Randy. We're going, Randy. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna table that from when the game, when the gloves come off. So yeah, you, you fucked up. Hold on to that one in the back pocket. <laughs> but I let it easy. I let an easy one slide out. It's fine. So, so if you and Randy start, you know, y'all going a ten on run. Trust me, I'm bringing that out. Fair Guys, enough. Way, fair, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's gonna be Randy's fault. But um, I was yeah, it definitely um. So uh, what, my motivation. Was that was that like one experience, or or, or or were you a serial swirler? No, that was. I mean, that was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Serial is 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 a, is a key word, but you know, I've, I've had a number of uh, interactions. Let's I just see. put it that I way. Enough to enough to a movie that was you know a little bit real and and and, and gritty. 
enough to do that. Uh, Randall, you had any like any, any specific scenes because because uh, Randy did see this movie. Did you, did you have any specific scenes you wanna you wanna talk to him about? Um, I mean, most of like most of what my interaction was was like after because I had seen and then there were four and then I saw this movie and um, yeah, it's like a real twist from one to the other. But like <laughs> the the scene about the the Holocaust versus the slavery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, life that happened in real life oh that no real, oh, oh no well you know I, i'm I, I got a safe negro look you know what i mean so when, yeah when, no, you know what and 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 i gotta i'm sorry to cut you off but like the, the ambassador for all black people conversation dude i felt every piece of that shit bro mm-hmm yeah yes. it's the worst it's like i'm just at, on behalf of all negro them can you please <laughs> answer this fucking question it's like i fucking hate you dude but please tell us please tell us the real story behind the the the, the holocaust versus slavery thing because like yes that, that please, conversation comes up one. but i've never had a conversation with an actual jewish person i swear to you everything you see in that scene happened that was exactly how it happened the the only difference is is that it happened in a backyard and it wasn't a table and the only and we actually had the scene we filmed the scene in an actual backyard Mm. Um, but then, um, the sound wasn't good. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, the sound messed up out, out there. And for some reason, the person taking the sound, um, it just sound bad. So we had to come back and do it in the house. Mm. So, um, the only thing that's different was like, I literally said to them, you know, can you imagine being on the boat? Tired under it. Like, I literally, everything oh, that. So, you really didn't let it go. You really didn't let it go. <laughs> I did. Everything. That's what I was thinking, too. Just like, yeah, you know, let's do the fishing boat. Okay, let's move on from this topic and go do something else. Nah. Can you imagine what it's like six months underneath the boat? <laughs> Tied up in chains. Yep. And you know, crazy things that when we showed that, uh, like, we got accepted to some really, really stellar film festivals with that movie. And, um, Every time that people heard that that line, they like literally clapped in the theater. You know what I mean? So it was it was it was satisfying that people felt the way I did. It was but that I said everything that you everything that Shatner um, says or Charles says in that film, I literally said in real life. So it, that scene took like probably five minutes to write Damn. because just everything that happened to so that. I don't know how else to answer that question. No, no, that. no, that, that, that's perfect, no, bro. Because no, like, no, no. I, I was, because, because I, I didn't know if, because like when he, when he, because like you know the question was asked, he answered it honestly, and then like uh, it got tense, tense as fuck, and then like they try to just let it go and move on, and you, and, and the fact that he brought it back, it was, it was a combination of like pride and horror. Cause I was like, oh shit, that shit. Cause like, cause I could tell, I could tell that you know, um, you were speaking through this character, you know, um, in your writing and stuff. Yeah. I, like I could sense it, and I was like, did that shit happen? And that's what I was wondering for the long. That's what I said. That's what I said. I couldn't wait to talk to you. Cause I was like, right. did did you not let that shit go? Cause that is like, that's when you know you had it, and 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 that's where I go back to the 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 the, uh, the amount of walking in the movie. Cause I felt like, um, I would have trimmed probably two of the walking scenes enough to kind of show more of the pressure of why um Charles, uh, uh, you know your, your the uh, Shatner's character was so on edge and so like 
pushed to the limit. You know what I mean? Because like, because because there was outside forces, and they they sh- you know you show them, but I felt like they weren't as oppressive enough to have him be the way that he was. Because some of it, like the 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 Kareen scene, uh, seemed to come out of nowhere, kind of sort of. Because like, uh, yo, that happened too. That happened in oh, real life, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, but, no, that happened <laughs> in real life. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> In real life, it happened on a in a in a restaurant oh, as opposed no. to back of a car. But it had that happened in real life. Um, <laughs> where I, felt like, I felt like she was being the the, the good safe Negro, um, and I had to let her have it that day. You know what I mean? But she the um the the, the character in real life actually cried, and I was I was mad at myself because I made a black woman cry oh, in front no. of the white. You know what I mean? And but. That actually all happened too when, um, cause you know, like she told me that her story was that she got adopted and all this other stuff. So oh. everything in that, everything in that thing was just like how it happened in real life. So, um, I, I felt bad about that, but you know, I just felt so, I just, I get mad at black people who, who be who are kind of cooning, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that, okay. That Kanye shit. That's, that's, that, I think, I think. I feel like Coonan is too nice a word for what the fuck that was. Because that whole slavery choice shit, I'm like, you're on a whole nother like, universe of like bullshit. Yes. Yes. I really want to Sean Johnson them all. <laughs> but just, I want to found the seat for all of them. Well, so. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, I got to ask you then. Um, um, all right. Because the, the, fuck it. So... Who would you who would you do the Sean Johnson to, and what 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 implement of a uh, of a uh, murder would you use on said person? Like I, I'll go first, just yeah, like, right. just for shits and giggles. I would do Omarosa, and I would take her out by uh, uh, waterboarding her with cheese grits. Hot <laughs> cheese grits are cold, like steaming hot. Nigga, hot. hot. <laughs> Hot, hot. Waterboard her with hot cheese grits. Burn her, burn her fucking wig up. Yeah, bro. Like hot cheese grits cascading down her face, bro. I would go with Paris Denard. Um, are you guys familiar with Paris Denard? If not, then I can give you somebody different. No, who, no, no. To tell me who she yeah. is, because if she, she yeah. deserves death, I need to know who this Paris, person is. Paris, it's not a woman; it's a guy. Paris Denard. Oh, mm, interesting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Commentary on CNN. He like defends all of Trump's. Um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh. Wait a minute, yeah. he's bald headed. Yeah, I hate yeah. this guy. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Guy. Yes. No, I hate him so much because what I think Van Van or somebody was just like, dude, I I can't with you. Like, no, it was Don Lemon. Sorry, Jakari. Um. What's the name from South Carolina? He's a former state assembly. He always goes on him. Um, Mark, Mark, um, Mark Lamont. Uh, he always goes. But Paris Denard, Ooh. I would, I would take all the. I, I still got spikes from from Founders Keeper, and was literally, <laughs> I would put like five in each leg and Dang. arm. I would really give him a horrible death, Paris Denard. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. no, you're right. He's like he is the most chicken George of like just betrayal Negroes I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, like uh, Don Lemon had to turn on him, and I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> Why am I on Don he's Lemon's so, side? Remember when Don Lemon? Everybody was on Don Lemon and talking about he's cooning and he's, you know what I mean? And yeah. Don Lemon, 
he he actually um got Don Lemon invited back to the barbecue. You know what I mean? Like he was so bad that Don Lemon that, had to. That's find what I'm a saying. Way. That is insanity. That, that's crazy <laughs> for for, yeah. for for you to bring Don Lemon back into the fold. You are <laughs> terrible. What about you, Randy? Oh, lost. Uh, yeah, okay, you're going, Randy. <laughs> oh man, Let's see. Can you make a Mexican? Can you make the person Mexican or? I can try. I mean, oh yeah, then you, if I can, can make the yeah. person Mexican, then yeah, I was. I would love to. I'm trying to remember her name because I don't really. Don't, the one chick from the NRA commercials. Oh. Is she Mexican? She's not. She's Mexican. I think. Well, she's from an LA. She's from like Something. San Diego. <laughs> Something. She has the dark hair, the brunette, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's horrible. She's a horrible person. I would. I would drown her in just the tears of uh, weeping mothers. Just... <laughs> God damn. I like how we went from comedy to, to masochistic to just fucking cruel. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> got, got, moving on, everyone. Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions has uh, an uh, initiative of, um, of exposing black extremists. You know what I mean? Not of the Ku Klux Klan, but they're naming or identifying black extremists. People who feel too good about being black, they're being um, tracked by the DOJ. So Yay, it's a whole new Quintel Pro. Yay, we're bringing that back. Great. Ooh. Fantastic. <laughs> Damn it. So, <laughs> well, let's we do it like this. Well, I'm sorry, what, what did you say, Saquon? It's a good thing we were talking about black on black crime, so we may not get in our NSA tag, so it might be good. Right. You guys might be all right. Got to ask you about your book before we before we move on to uh, our our other episode, uh, The Weight of the World, Volume One. Mm-hmm. What what motivated you into uh, into into writing this book, my friend? Because uh, and, and tell us about the premise. All this stuff we talked about, folks. By the way, is available on Amazon, Amazon Prime. You can uh, hit up Saquon, look up Saquon Jones, like Life with Say. That's S A Y. Hit him up, buy his stuff, or at least rent it. Get a, get a man some money. He's out here working hard, busting his ass out of his own pocket, giving you entertainment. Yeah, man. For your yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Weight of the World available currently on uh, Kindle and paperback. Yep. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm very uh, environmentally conscious, you know, drive a Prius and recycle and all this other stuff. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, we only have one Earth and I don't have enough money to, to go to Earth 62. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got to make sure that the one, the Earth that I'm going to be a part of is I do my part uh, to save it. But so I believe in climate change. Um, and I was like, you know, we're experiencing a whole lot of, you know, different weather uh, in, in the world. You know, 99% of all um, climate scientists agree that, they're, that the earth is warming. But I was like, you know what, how, how do we, like, you know, I, I, wanted, to create a, I wanted to create a story about, around global climate change, but I didn't want it to make it scientific So... One day I was living in New York. The only time I've ever not lived in New York City is during undergrad when I was at Virginia Union. Um, so I've been in the city my whole life. Uh, and it's always crowded here. You know what I mean? Like it's always packed. So it's like a total change. Like my daughter lives in Houston. So when I go to Houston, there's just so much space. You know what I mean? People are not on top of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> 
Like, well, people don't even go outside during the day, but that's another story yeah, there. Right. But it's it's, it's <laughs> right because the earth is warming and now the sun is warm, like six inches from our face. It's actual yeah. outside. Like it's actual like Beelzebub the whole nine, bro. It's bad out there. It is. So I was light skinned it before I moved over here, and it was just <laughs> got rotisserized like flash fire. Just <laughs> yo, that is hilarious, yo. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> so. So when I come here, there's always so much people. So I started to think, I'm like looking at all these people. I'm like, can the earth sustain the weight of every person that we have? You know what mm. I mean? Like, like who's to say that the earth is not built for, is only built for 5 billion people. Right now we're like at 8 billion people. You know what I mean? So what if the earth is only built, like, like you can only go on this bridge. Like you ever see a bridge say only, you know, you can't exceed two tons for right, the bridge right. you'll collapse. You know what I mean? Like, like how do we know that the Earth can't sustain that? You know what I mean? The only thing, scientifically speaking, like we can account for the cars and 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 faucets and stuff that are made from other stuff on the Earth, right? So I can account in order for me to make steel cars, I can account that I have to take ore from the the um the ground and create steel, and then I create the car. But the only thing we can't account for is human production. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's we we are the only thing that can continuously keep going um, without taking away from something. You know what I mean? So uh, I figured I was like, yo, we have so many people on the earth, and because we have so many people, we require more pigs, we require more cows, we require more chickens. And what if the weight is slowly pulling us out of our orbital path? And the reason why we have all this climate change is because the orbital, the Earth is moving away from the orbital path. And the only way that we can get it back to the original orbital path is to jettison weight. So I came up with the story, The Weight of the World, where 12 world leaders are deciding who gets to live and who gets to die. So if, you, if you're Paris or if you're in a country of France and you want to keep the Eiffel Tower, you have to get rid of the equivalent of weight and people. Wow. Whoa. In order for you to keep the Eiffel Tower, if, if Egypt wants to keep the pyramids, they have to get rid of the equivalent of weight and people. Mm-hmm. So they're deciding who lives and who dies. 12 people are deciding every, all of the policy of who lives and who dies. So that was, that's the story. That's the story of the weight of the world. You know, like, you know, people who are powerful, who are deciding, um, what weight we get jetted, like how they weighted jettison. And you can't just, you can't just like, there's a, there's a theory of uh, mass, of theory of something, of ma- conservation math, mass or something like that. I forgot what Conservation that of energy. Uh, yeah, yeah, which means that if, if I can't just kill Randy, I just can't kill Brandon because the weight still exists. So even if I burn you and you become ash, you mm-hmm. still hold the same weight on earth right because nothing can be uh, created or destroyed type of thing right yeah you still have the same mass so even if you aren't physically here your 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 energy created still is is there so we have to act literally put people in spaceships and send them into space Damn. forever you know? <laughs> get the fuck out oh snap that's dope <laughs> You can't kill them. You gotta literally migrate these people on the spaceships and jettison them off the planet in order for you to get enough weight off the planet to get them back into their to the original orbital path. Okay, so, so 
so so it sounds like you you have uh, like with the book you're kind of express a lot more freedom and not be handcuffed uh to anything mm -hmm. budgetary so uh, am i close yep, oh, yeah it's a novel you can do whatever you want you want you can't do that like the, the one thing that that handcuffs my and there were four once we talk about that i kind of wasn't handcuffed but i was we'll talk about it once we get yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely so well, there's, a, there's a freedom to writing a novel that you can't that you don't have in writing a script because obviously you have to you have to you know what in and with the weight of the world i was just able to do whatever i wanted yeah. and it felt like mm. it felt Free, yo. I felt like I was in Wakanda writing that book. That book. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? But when you write the scripts, you're like, shit, I can't make this dude fly in the air. Right. You know, I can make him fly in the air for one scene, but not th not four of them, you know? So that's 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 great. That's what it is. So you're, you're exactly right, Brandon. It's freeing to, to write a novel. All right, so let's, let's do it like this, man. So um, we're going we're gonna to close this portion of the episode. Uh, mm hmm let's 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 pull back the curtain so what's going to happen is we're going to talk about and there were four uh literally like in a couple of like couple of minutes but we're going to cut that off for a later time because that movie has not been released released yet we were actually privy enough to be able to see this early so stay tuned guys the uh part two of this the end of, and then there were four episode will be coming up soon but with that said that means we need to rank the movies we just talked about for this particular segment so let's get into knee pads and slippers uh, Randy only seen one of the three movies we talked about, and I've only mm -hmm. seen, I'll say, two and a half. So I'm not going to judge ten minutes yet, but I will give uh, uh, Founders Keeper and Love Isn't Enough um, the reviews. So, Randy, let's start with Love Isn't Enough, if you will. Uh, Randy, Randy said, oh, well, let's explain knee pads and slippers for people who haven't heard the show before. What yeah. that means is if we really enjoy this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads where we fall to our knees in the worship position, given this movie is just due. Or if we hate this movie, we shuffle into two hater slippers and uh, judge the movie from afar, calling it a piece of shit and never re recommending it to anybody <laughs> <laughs> in the face of the director. Oh. Random Randy Savage. <laughs> knee pads oh. and slippers in the face of the director. Um. Yeah. So love is not uh, love isn't enough. I am going to give this one knee pad for sure. Um. I. Uh, yeah. Because like, uh, I watched it. I watched it all the way through. Um. Well. Uh, yeah. Forty minutes of it at least. <laughs> and um. No. I. I. Like. I totally connect. The walking is a fair. Yeah. The walking is a fair point. So I get it. No. Oh, no, I, totally, I, yeah. mm -hmm. I totally connected with the characters. I too had a you know had an interracial relationship and produced a child from it, and uh, like the same kind of troubles and trials and tribulations she went through. The same same thing my ex went through, and she's like, you know, having to deal with all this stuff. And but I, I could not. The thing about like Saw, Lost in Space, that part of my brain that just won't shut up and be like but why didn't he like just do this why didn't he why does it always have to take one step further you always why could it, yeah. you just like like yeah and i was like <laughs> why like it's like literally who gives like okay well, i can't like why does he have the weight of all black men on his shoulders because he's, <laughs> he's the token in those situations you know how it is and yeah but, I, but in my mind i'm just sitting here like it's your woman you love her who gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Right? right? Live happily ever after. The end. 
And she did a good job too, by the way. She oh yeah, everyone in the movies did an excellent job. The kid did a really good job too, and that was another surprise for me. It's like eh, the kid's actually kind of cute and saying lines, acting like a real kid. And uh, Shatner, Shatner did a great job. I mean, I'm totally fine everything up and down. Yeah. And you know, it was it was good. And I just I couldn't turn that why off of my head. But that was the only reason it got like less than two. So. That's fair. All right. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with Founders Keepers. Uh, I'm gonna give that one um, one knee pad for sure, uh, especially for that being like your like, uh, your first attempt to do stuff. But I was actually not bored, and I was compelled, and um, I wanted to see where it was gonna go. Like, you know, I, I have critiques of, of, of how how I would do the order differently and whatnot, but I was still interested in what was going on. Um, the split personality that he had thing I felt like that could have been explored more but it wasn't I mean for, dude first crack and you did everything for Christ's sake so <laughs> but 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 like I wasn't like ugh can this movie end because that's usually when it gets into uh, slipper territory when, when I'm like this movie is like eating up my life I want my life back but yeah um, you can feel it yeah you can, you can feel every minute and like I was I didn't check the time I didn't check the uh, the bar to see where the movie was and so but um I really liked the um, the twist at the end I thought that was super cool I like the implementation of the weapons and stuff uh, only thing I didn't like was <laughs> when, when he when he blasted the chick in the chest with the deal in the beginning and then she like woke back up and just was hanging around way too long and then got she <laughs> she got defiant like I felt like I felt like uh, I get it that you wanted to revolve it around her and then like it, it pays off later and I was like okay cool but she should have yelled about that shit from Jump Street, like before she even got the spike in the chest. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Love isn't enough. Um, I actually like the movie a lot. I'm gonna give it a one knee pad. Um, Kareen gets my Joe Grizzly because she was fine as fuck. So you tell her that. <laughs> you tell her I said that to her face. Um, she's my Joe Grizzly because she's thick. And yes. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> I really like the story. Um, I love, like, I hate, love slash hate the fact that, like, he, you know, he puts his foot in his mouth, but you need that for the movie to be interesting and compelling. Like, he was a uh, real character for me, and, and the woman was a real character for me. And um, shout out to that kitchen, because I've seen that kitchen and uh, everything you've done so far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's your actual kitchen, because uh, that's the same kitchen from uh, Man Listen. I caught that. So shout out. I got, I got, I got, I, 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 I the house, I gotta use the house, man. Like, you got it's right. like, you got like the right. French couch. It's like the Seinfeld couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shaquan's I kitchen. That, 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 that's, a, that's a true Joe Grizzly. That's a true MVP, that kitchen. But, um, uh, nah, like, I, re- I really liked it. Like, the, like, my only critique was I would shave the walking to only show why he's so stressed. Because, like, for people who, because, like, I, I'm thinking of, like, people who don't understand the, the deal. You're like, why is he so angry? Like, I feel like you need just a little yeah. bit more sprinkling. Because uh, like, I know why. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like. I get it. I get why he's upset. But I'm I just like. all day. Just why, why are we having this, like, walk to Mordor that we don't really. <laughs> <end>? <laughs> <laughs> Have him be harassed. 
Well, the way he did it. Well, you fast. Okay, okay, okay. Well, 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 he fast forward through that part. The second walk, there was, there was, there was some shit. There was outside forces. It was subtle, but it was going, it was going down on the second walk. No, the third walk. Yeah, with the hand holding. Okay, yeah, I did did skip that. Okay, there was listen, there were two walks. There was Let's one walk. Three walks. Walks. No. There was three walks. Huh? It was, it, I thought it was three walks. It, it was it was it was a, it was two walks with the father and the son, right? No, then, it was four walks. Okay. Four walks. Right. Was it four walks? <laughs> it was, I, I don't know if you count the running as walks, but it was a long it was a long sequence like, too. The marathon. Running, the running was a I, I counted as a walk. Like so, there's the, there's the bridge, and then they walk back. So that's walk two back. walks. Two walks. <laughs> then the father son. Then there's two father son walks. Oh, walk, there's four walks. The beginning. <laughs> then there's a walk from the march back home. Yeah, there's four yeah. walks. You son of a bitch. Yeah, give us oh, give that's... us two walks. Oh shit, that's and, a lot of and more racism. Like two walks in in two sets of like fucked up racism. More fucked up. Like racism. I said, all the way to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've grown as a as an artist because normally I think that most people would be offended, but I'm dying of laughing because what y'all saying I completely agree with from just your perspective. I absolutely agree with everything that you guys are saying. Yo, that's hilarious. Hey, yo. well, I, like, real talk. I appreciate you being a good sport, but like this is oh yeah, this is the pleasantries, folks. This is the first half. What's up? Before we go, can we talk about maybe five minutes of the walking? Can I can I address the five minutes of the walk? Absolutely. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Go right ahead. So the first walk was him going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I promise. I swear to God, I'm here. The first walk was him going home. Right. I wanted to right. show the train, like you know what I mean. Like no. I wanted to be necessary. Train, right? so... Totally fine. Like like first walk, I had no problem with that. Like I get it. You had to show the city. Yeah. You had to show the setting. Like you yeah. saw it, and um, the second walk was there was another. There was a second walk where um, they were going over the Williamsburg Bridge, and that was during the marathon. So I wanted to show the marathon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we were, right. wanted to show that we were filming at the marathon. And the third walk was I was showing the murals in the city. Yeah, I did right. notice that too. That was like, okay, those are really cool murals. I'll, I would shoot this. That that was the one walk I was okay with. That was, was the like, walk to the to the toy store, right? In, in, no, no, in no. The park the no. Last was the walk to the toy store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, that one I felt was fluff. Now that one was fluff. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because it was just him to the park and then like the back around to the store and then back. <laughs> that was definitely the fluffer the fluffer before you hit the scene that was definitely her (laughs) just like you know what i mean like that was to show the city you know the murals the bridge and the train of him reflecting so but the last one the last walk to the toy store was um but now that i think about it man that's that's a lot of walking you know you uh you you brought to light something that i definitely have to keep in mind but it, it, it's it's a nitpick. It's not like oh the walking yeah, the entire like, movie. This no. is the worst part of the movie. Is the walking. I hate walking. Right, because 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 I wanted to get back to to him like just getting his foot in his mouth and and oh I love the uh, the restaurant scene too. That oh yeah, like with friends. Sheila or the one or the diner one. With Sheila. The... It was Sheila. It was Sheila. The okay. the one where um. <laughs> the chick who's like obscenely light skinned being offended about it being with a yeah, white chick. Yeah, that was like, what? <laughs> Relax. You were, you were like two drops of, like, you were two drops away from being pure 
milk. Why are you even complaining? <laughs> <laughs> you are Hershey's. You are Nesquik. <sighs> Barely. Barely. She was, she, she was almond like, milk. That's how dark she was. If it had been me on the other side of that, I'd have dropped the bottle and be like, you're paying for it. <laughs> oh, dude, I would have I would have poured it in the sink or some shit in the bed and flush it down the toilet. Like, Oops, my bad. Oh, wait. Did that ha- did it, so that, that verbatim happen to you? No, no, I, that didn't happen. Okay. okay, I was like, "Why? Why did you sit down? I'm about, I'm about to get off on you. Like, why did you sit down with him, dummy? Like, what the- <laughs> so you know what happened too is that um, I I brought in a white female director to direct because I didn't <clears throat> even though I wrote it, um, I, I I needed you know to 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 further push the movie, so I brought in Erin Ryan. Mm-hmm. She yeah. directed. She directed Ashley. I didn't have any interaction with Ashley. I I gave maybe some 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 notes. But I didn't give, I didn't interfere with any of her directing of Ashley. Interesting. So oh. I only directed Shatner. So when I had Shatner, that restaurant, so there's certain scenes that were my scenes. I, I, I had this, I, I separated myself because, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to separate yourself from writing a movie and then letting somebody just have full fledged right in your face. You know what I mean? It's hard. Right. But I was able to, you know, do it. Um, so there are certain scenes where I give notes, but I do not interfere with, I didn't interfere with Aaron's um, directing. Okay. So oh, one on. of the, one of the things was, so if we, if, so if we're in that restaurant scene, I'm giving Shatner notes or from a black man's perspective, Aaron is giving Ashley notes from a white woman perspective. And that was sort of, so you have real clashes between Aaron and I from a racial perspective. And she really did not, um, know that I was going to make him sit down because she thought that that was one of the most disrespectful things that any man can do and she said if I would have known that he was going to sit down I would have directed Ashley's face different so if you look real close at the um, at the scene you'll see the background is actually a different day because Aaron wanted to oh. do this to yeah she was yeah. so adamant about Directing Ashley's face over because after he sat down, because because once once we got to the scene where Shatner sat down, Ashley had already left for the day. You know what oh, I mean? We didn't have any. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't do it. Yeah, she couldn't do it. So she was like, "No, she has to come back, and we need to do the film." So those inserts you're gonna see, Ashley is a little different in her makeup. You'll go back, you'll see it. She's a little different mm. in her, and the background is different. Um, because this, the restaurant was set up differently when we went back. It was subtle. I didn't. I didn't catch it. Uh, I'll, I'll say that yeah. much. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like a glare. I'm, but I, I'm. I don't. I don't look that hard. Um, all the time anyway. I do though. Right. You know. I'm well, you should. On... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some. You know. Continuity I'm a motherfucker. Yeah. So yep. you really see it, but I'm telling you as a, you know, as a DVD at the end, of, at the end of the DVD story. You'll see. Right. So that was it. So there's so, so when you look at it, Randy, from your perspective of why don't you just do that? Why don't you just do this? You know, I mean, that's why it's hard to be a black director because as black people, we really do not suspend our disbelief. You know, people don't even. It, it's the difference between like uh, I'll give you another example that you can definitely relate to. Okay. People suspend their disbelief for Marvel movies, but will not suspend their disbelief for for a DC movie. Yeah, mm. that's that's very true. Like, like it's so biased on how.
people are so willing to suspend their disbelief for Marvel, but then when you get Batman versus Superman, which is one of the most iconic comic book movies ever or comic book storylines ever, mm. people were like, people were emotionally affected by Batman beating Superman. You know what I mean? Wait, and, okay, and, hold on, and, hold hold that thought. We're gonna spend an hour on this if you no, gonna no, keep no. going. No, 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 not that. We're gonna we're gonna continue that conversation for part two. Yes. So yeah. guys, uh, hang tight. This the other half of this episode will come out in a few months. Just be ready. Uh, be as excited as we are because uh, the next uh, next time when we have Saquon on, we will be talking about and there were four his uh, dabbling to the comic book world. Uh, we will catch y'all next week with another episode. I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do? Just you know, deal with it. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But we will holler at y'all and uh, be be ready for part two. It will be out soon. We'll be right back.